0: Hey guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. I am freshly back from vacation, guys. I had a great vacation. I'm going to talk about it on Princess Diaries, which is a tier on the Patreon that is limited because I just feel like if I'm going to be sitting around here talking telling all my business, perhaps I should limit it to a few people. Um, But I'll talk about it there. But uh, one thing I did on vacation that is had long lasting effects or <laughs> big effects is that, okay. So I have been looking for um, a Shih Tzu. You guys know that my beloved dog, mama <laughs> died in 2016. Um, I think mama knew what was happening. She died right before the, ele- the 2016 election. Cause she said, I have lived through a lot of things. I am blind. I am deaf and I ain't doing this. <laughs> and so, uh, she, she just, she deteriorated a lot in 2016. And I was like, ah, I'm about to put her down. I should have put her down before that. Uh, my sister-in-law calls her the Don I miss of dogs. And she's right. She's, she, I, I held on to her a lot longer than I should have, but it's just that she was just such an easy dog and a quiet dog. And She'd been like my road dog for a long time and like when I was moving back and forth across the fucking country every 10 seconds, she came along with me. I've been missing her. Um, in between that time I've had I had one dog his name was Watson. you guys remember Watson. Uh, Watson is the only puppy I've owned and really the only male dog that I personally have owned and both were a mistake. Uh Watson got out a lot. I only I only had Watson for maybe shit, five, six months. Um, he got out a lot. He was taking ten years off my life every time he got out and he didn't like anybody but me <laughs> and we were reopening our foster home and it just it he like he's the type of dog that if you open the door he zooped down the street and you couldn't find him for like three hours until animal control culture or some shit. It was, it was tough. And he was the bad choice. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, he is living in the country with my, with my husband's racist friend's mom. So he's doing fine, but it was a mistake. And I haven't really, like, it's, uh, for the most part, I've had dogs, like, all my adult life. I, it's been rare that I don't have a dog or a foster dog or something in the house. And... Uh, Watson was my first foray back in the dog ownership and I had to like find him a new home See, the thing is this right (laughs) a lot of people were like no it's fine that Watson keeps getting out in a construct cuz you know I I live in a new development so they were actively building houses here at the time and they still are to be honest but like my backyard was the house that's behind me the house that that's back face my back did not exist when we moved here um Watson was getting out in a place like that. And I, like people were like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. Because here's the thing. If something happens to him, um like some wild animal gets him. Uh we do have coyotes here. And also like the suburb I live in is pretty country. Like there's a lot of like Shit to get into, and then there's all this construction. I'm just thinking of like, you know, it's summer. It's 109 degrees outside. Watson's drinking out. There's no like water. Watson's drinking out of some puddle that's got construction sludge in, and he dies, or he gets run over. Like I would like it really stressed me out, and I felt like he was doing dog shit. You know what I'm saying? Like not literal dog shit. But he was doing shit dogs do, and all his all his stuff was instinctual to him and, and like he was doing what he what a dog does i he runs off he chases things he looks over here he sniffs this he you know he's, he, that's what he's supposed to do and if anything happened to him it would be my fault because i'm the only adult in the situation i'm the only human adult in the situation so watson is living in a different place and you know, it it, it it taught me a lesson. Um, I'd never had a puppy before and I don't want one. So, so I was like, but I, I thought it was time to get a dog, to be back in the dog business. And so I've been on Pet Finder because I was determined to get an older dog. I wanted a Shih Tzu. Uh, you know, it's not that every dog is going to be mama. I mean, like, obviously the dog wouldn't be mama, but I don't know. I just wanted a, a Shih Tzu or Shih Tzu mix. And so I've been looking on Petfinder, looking, looking, looking on Petfinder every day. And I told myself I'm gonna wait for a I'm gonna wait for a slow yes instead of a quick no, right? So I'm going to wait until the right thing happens. Um, I'm a big believer that the universe uh, gives and takes, and when if something is meant to be mine, it will be mine, and all I have to do is wait. You know, and I just have to remind myself that if like something comes along that's not the right thing, that it's not mine. You know, it's meant for someone else. And the thing that is meant for me will be, will be, well, the thing that is meant for me will come and will have all the things I need. I just need to be patient. So i look at pet finder every day and you know i'm looking for older shih tzu mixes and a lot of them didn't want like or like can't can't really deal with with uh children which is understandable i love an older uh, i love an elderly dog but the thing is like a lot of times elderly dogs are like bitch i paid my dues i ain't fucking with no kids and i got a lot of kids so at one point someone was like you know because i was just reaching out to rescues and stuff just putting feelers out there. And someone was like, you know, it's really hard to find an older dog that, that will tolerate being around a lot of kids. Um, you know, it might, you might have to get a puppy so that you can raise them around your children and make them used to your kids. And I thought about that and someone reached out cause I was tweeting about it. I would tweet out anytime, so i look every day at Pet Finder and anytime I find like a cute dog for whatever reason, I would tweet them regardless of like if I were interested in I never found one I was really interested in. I really love this one. Her name was Karen from Finance and she was such a little sweetie fluff 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 and she looked like she was also sick sick of your shit. And I just I just loved I just love a little dog named Karen from Finance. And so, <laughs> Which is like a joke. I don't know if it's a real drag queen name it might be a real drag, I mean, there's so many fucking drag queens and it might really be a drag queen's name. But it's, uh, I know it from Trixie and Katya, or uh, Katya and, T- and Trixie. Uh, they always talk about how that's a great drag name, Karen from Finance. But I also believe there's actually a drag queen, like, a pretty famous drag queen that I just, I just have a feeling there's a pretty famous drag queen named that I just, I just don't have an experience with. Anyway, and so the person who was like fostering him was like, oh, they're a drag queen fan. Um, but anyway, like, so I saw I tweet them, you know, the little pets every day. And, and someone had like contacted me and was like, I know, I see you're having that problem, blah, blah, blah. I have a litter of shitsus that would be ready on 316, and we could do this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should get like a puppy. And even maybe the issue was. Maybe I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be able to have another Shih Tzu unless, um, unless, uh, you know, unless I raise a puppy to be around like a big family like this. But I kept telling myself the universe will provide, right? The universe will fucking provide. I just have to put my intentions out there. I have to say what I want and I have to like do everything physically possible to get what I want. And then let it unfold. And what happened is, this past weekend when I was in Virginia, I did my you know I just check Pet Finder every day, and I saw these cute cute little doggy on there. This little white uh, dog that's a Maltese Shih Tzu mix. They don't know you know it's a it's a rescue guys. They're just guessing. And um, she had. Um, she's about a year old and I guess, and again, they're just guessing. And, um, she'd been taken out of a home. They had like 38 dogs in, in a hoarder situation, a lot of people, a lot of dogs in a very small space and they'd only been allowed to keep five dogs and she wasn't one of the ones they chose. And, um, you know, says she was a little shy, she just kind of liked the Hang around and she liked to be near you and didn't want to and didn't bark and didn't do much. And then it also said that she had a sister that she was really close to that was also in the foster home and that they wanted them to go together because um, the little white doggie was like really like just like kind of um, anxious and nervous a lot. And she did better when her sister was around her. So I was like, Oh, let me click and see the sister. And the sister was like, This sister is spotted like a almost like a cheetah and uh, and then has like one spotty ear and then one black ear. And I was like, oh, and, and so I was on vacation. My kid, I think my kids were at church and like at a sleepover. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll ask about them. So, I mean, I don't I did not want two dogs, but, you know, let me just see what's up. I tweeted about them and I sent a little thing in and the woman called me right away. And it was like, I was one of the few people that actually read the description. I actually saw that she wanted the two to go together. And she was like, do you have any references? And I was like, uh, I have some references. I gave her some names with some people. And I guess she called them. And one of them was my mother who I texted her. And I was like, listen, I saw these dogs. They're cute. I was thinking about meeting them and seeing how I feel, you know she gave and I was like uh, they might call you and ask me about ask you about me uh, say nice things about me and my mom was like I was in church and I got a phone call from San Antonio and I left the church because I just knew it was about these fucking dogs so I get out there and don't worry I said a lot of nice things about you and I just talked you up and talked you up and talked to up. I only said nice things about you and I'm like what are you saying like it was like a chore and she's like, well, I wasn't sure. I'm just saying, I only said nice things about you. <laughs> and so I had approved for them. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And what happened is they were going to, they need to get fixed. They got fixed on Thursday and I had agreed to meet them th- today. And I was going to bring some of my kids, but they're getting my fucking nerves. So I didn't bring them. So <laughs> I went by myself and I went to meet them. And I was like, this will do. And almost immediately after I saw, after I sent that email asking about the dogs, the person with the puppies texted me and was like, listen, I took the, I took the puppies in, I took the mother and the puppies in for a checkup. And the vet thinks that they're actually not Shih Tzus. They're like either mostly or all Lasso Apso. So I just wanted to let you know that. And I was like, see, look at that. The universe is being like, you don't need this gu- this puppy. Don't do it. It's against, it's against what you want. Wait. I was like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And long story short, I don't know how we can do that since I've already told a long ass story. I went and I got the fucking dogs. <laughs> so now I am the owner of two dogs. Um, you know what's really funny is when I was in Virginia, my niece is eight. Um, my brother, my brother uh, was married for a long time and then got divorced, but... Th- right before they got married, they had a kid. And then right before they got divorced, they had a kid. So they have a 20 year old and an eight year old. And I'm like, kill me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> my oldest niece is about to be 20 and she's not my youngest. well, oh, she is my youngest niece on that side. Yeah, she is, um, is eight. And she's just like a little lady because she's being essentially raised by her grandmother. Um, my ex sister-in-law was with, uh, you know, her oldest child, her youngest child and her mother who she recently lost her father. And like she's just around. Oh, and then my mom. And so my little niece, my year old niece is around old people all day. She's, and my grand and my father. Old, old, old people. So she's just a little old lady. Like if something happens, she goes, oh, my. And she's, just, <laughs> and she's a little, she's a little chukarela. So she's just a little, a little fluffy old lady. <laughs> In an eight-year-old's body. And also, um, when she's not going to school, my s- sister-in-law will allow, I don't know why I said ex-sister-in-law. I, she's my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law Like, she's still a really big part of our family, and we do not fucking care. (laughs) My sister-in-law lets her wear these, like, press-on nails from Claire. (laughs) So she has these long press-on nails. She can only wear them when she's not going to school. So, on the like, on Friday night, she puts on these long press-on nails. She's such a little so-and-so, and and she's an old lady. And she's... (laughs) Like, they were having dessert. My mom took my kids to... My mom said she was taking my kids to McDonald's and then she went to Olive Garden and then bought them all like a bunch of pasta Desserts and my eight-year-old niece was like, oh no, I just you know I don't think I can do a whole dessert. today. maybe a half maybe a half a dessert like she's a really little old lady Anyway, so she's wearing her long press-on nails and we're just sitting at the table one day talking. She's like "Mm, Five kids and two dogs (laughs) Good luck And I was just like, yo, why you, why you gotta, why you gotta come for me like that? she's like, I'm just saying, seems like a lot of responsibility, five kids, two dogs. And she's like tapping her little press on nails on the fucking table. <laughs> and she did read me. But the thing is like, to be honest, like in terms of temperament, they're really, they're not old dogs, but they act like they are. And they're, they're just really like, they just. Really like to be together. They're sisters. They're best friends, and they're quiet. And I've had them here all day, and I haven't heard a peep from them. They're they really just they're kind of minding their own business. Also, they got fixed on Thursday, so they're they're also like, girl, our hoo ha's hurt. And so <laughs> that's not what happens when you fix it though. You don't go in through the hoo ha. But <laughs> still, like, so like I feel very confident. The kids like them. I am being very careful about letting them interact with the kids and stuff. And yeah, I got two dogs, guys. The spotted one, I really want to call Dorothy so that I can call her Dottie, because I'm corny. <laughs> you guys know I'm corny. You guys heard about me. You know I'm corny. And, um, you know, I I, I, I I, haven't decided exactly on the names. Um, the little white one's name was Gleason at her foster home, and the little spotted name spotted one's name was gorgeous um but they don't answer i mean they'd only been in her foster home a couple weeks so they don't answer those names um i really thought about dolly and loretta like i love you know come on you know i love some old lady country singer names like that you guys know i love loretta lynn and I also thought about Blanche and Dorothy. I love a little Golden Girls reference, Um, especially because I like that Dorothy name. I also like, but I don't know, if I call one of them Dorothy, if I call one of them Dottie, if her name is Dorothy Jones Curtis, and I call her Dottie, I can't call the other one Dolly because they'll always be like, who? Which one? Who did you call? I don't know. Um, One of my good friends, Yo, on Twitter says, that if I'm gonna call one Dorothy, I need to call the other one Sophia. And my husband likes that a lot. Um, we'll see. We'll see. My husband's been in here talking to them like they're new foster kids, and he's like, so in our house we like to do <laughs> Now please don't get on the couch. Let me know if you need anything. You can call me dad, you can call her like he's really been talking to them. And I'm like, they don't they don't know what you're saying. He's like, if I keep talking to them, they will. <laughs> we'll see. I don't I don't call them anything for right now. I gotta figure out names shit. But and you know what? We got time. But they seem pretty happy. They've eaten. They kind of like... I've got a crate. I believe in crate training. I've got a crate with the two... and Like, I believe in crate training. But like, seriously, if you're going to do crate training, they should be like one one to one crate. But they like to sleep together. They like to be together. Like, if you call... The little dotted one, the little spotted one, if you call her... um, If you get her to come somewhere, the little white one will follow her. And then earlier, I took the little white one out to the restroom because... Uh, she was acting like she thought she was gonna poop in my house, and so <laughs> I took her outside. And the the little dot, the little the little spotted one, got up like almost immediately was like, "Where'd she go? Where where she is? Where she?" And my husband was like, "She went outside. <laughs> go outside with her." And she just kind of trotted outside to the backyard. I think it's gonna be fine. They're uh, they are quite friendly. Like they will lick my hands, and they definitely the car ride home. They did not appreciate me eating in and out without also buying them something and they like to be petted and all that other stuff. But they're also like pretty reserved. And that's the thing that you like, mama used to be like that. In fact, if I, like mama died right before I had kids and if I did not, if she was still alive, she would have been like, what the fuck is this? I don't like, (laughs) girl, what is you doing? (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, if you're on my Instagram at Princess, I put up a little, I put up a little picture of them on my stories so you can see as they're riding home in their little cones of shame because they, like I said, they just went through surgery. Um... And if you're on Twitter, there's a thread where you can see the whole thing where I'm just like, look at these cute dogs. I'm gonna meet these cute dogs. They're our best friends and sisters and they look <laughs> together. Hey guys, I'm gonna try to go meet the cute dogs today. Well, here go the dogs, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all it's like I'm doing today. Um, I wanna talk about Rock of Love, guys. Um, it's Rock of Love, season one, episode seven. It's called Show Me Your Hits. And this episode opens up with Brett pretending to leave the house to go to work. Again, Brett does not live there. Brett does not sleep there. Brett is over somewhere. I, I don't know if Brett's at a hotel or if Brett's at his actual house. I'm not sure. But he's like, well, I gotta go and leave for work. And I'm like, Brett, girl, who are you trying to fool? Um, he tells us that Mia's still in the background, needs to step it up. And Lacey is also, she wants us, she reminds us she wants to target certain ladies and get them out. And Jess hates Lacey, as does most of the people who watch this show and who are in that house. It's difficult, Lacey is a Kenya Moore. And in that, in that vein, is that like, I, like, there's a lot of great things about Kenya Moore that, um, we don't necessarily, um, she to get credit for. I mean, I don't fucking like her, but she's a person that will do whatever she needs to do on screen. She's a Brandy Glanville. She is Elisa Renna, and that she's like making a TV show, and so she's very inauthentic because she does whatever when she's on the screen. And she's the type of person that after as soon as the cameras are gone, are like, hey, let's hang out. And you're like, bitch, you have just spent like two weeks doing the wildest shit to me. You called my baby ugly. You hit me in the head with a hammer. And now you're like, that's cool. That was a TV show. And people don't like that, okay? Especially on shows like this where it's like, we're looking for love. Now, do I think that they're looking for love? No. (laughs) But, But if you are a person who doesn't pretend like you are, nobody likes you. That's how it goes. Lacey's the villain of the season. I thought things would be different. You guys know that when I go back to these old shows, like I do my best, I do my absolute best to talk, to like give it a second set of eyes and try to look for editing. And like, what is the show trying to make me think? And and they play this music here, so now I'm supposed to think this. And like really give it a, like, just give it a second set of eyes um i'm doing my best with that on the patreon right now if you go to patreon.com backslash by pumpkin i am doing a series on teen mom two season one i'm almost done um and i'm doing my best to give janelle janelle season one janelle a second set of eyes (laughs) it's difficult it's difficult (laughs) it's difficult she's she listen 2022 janelle is a piece of shit. And 2000, 2007, seven, two thousand six, whenever *Teen Mom 2 first came out, she—I can see a lot of ways in which Barb is not that great of a person. But you guys already knew that. I'm not—I don't—I don't really like Barb. I think she just looks good in comparison to Janelle. But yeah, like it pretty much. I don't know, it's shaking as much empathy as I'm trying to give here, and as much ways I'm trying to, like, you know, give this all a second look. It's pretty much shaking out how it shook out, Janelle. But um, the same is going on with Lacey. Like, Lacey was definitely the villain the first time I watched this, and she continues to be so. I I wonder if I'm going to change my mind as I go. We'll see. So they get a note saying they're going to do a photo shoot. The limo takes them to a celebrity photographer whose name I do not know, uh, because there's no reason for me to retain that information. Um, he splits them into two teams, all right? So the first team is Jess, Lacey, and Sam. Second team is Brandy, Heather, and Mia. And Sam doesn't want to be on a team with Lacey. Of course not. Sam hates Lacey. And Mia's frustrated because she hasn't had any dates with Brett. None. Not even a triple date. She had no dates. And she says she can't even like she's she's desperate to get on a date with him. So what'll happen is the way the the um the challenge is set up team of 3 two are going to be models one's going to be creative director uh whichever team wins the two models will get a double date with Brett and the creative director will get a solo date. Um they got 1 hour to prep and 1 hour to do the shoot. The whole thing is about whether As a photographer, as a celebrity photographer says, it's about whether or not Brett's brand and can they take it to the next level. And I gotta ask, why the fuck would that ever be a requirement for being Brett's girlfriend? To date Brett, why would is Brett looking for a PR maven? Brett, presumably, I believe Brett has a team, (laughs) a manager, an agent, a PR firm or a PR professional that he works with, and... Why would he need a girlfriend? To, now, listen. There's there's a long history of um, of rock star girlfriends being on like album covers and things like like very tawny, contain of it all. But if this were a serious show, which it's not, <laughs> if this were a serious show, Brett would never be like I'm only looking for a woman that can like help me with my marketing campaigns. No, he he would never fucking say that. He he's not looking for Lizzie fucking grubman, okay? He's he's looking for a hot dumb girl. That's what he's looking for. If that if, if that wasn't the case, he wouldn't have filled the fucking house or excuse me, production wouldn't have filled the house with 20-year-old hot girls, 20-year-old strippers, and bartenders and bottle service girls. If, if, if that wasn't the case, you wouldn't have let all those Insurance agents with l- a little longer the tooth go. And, and <laughs> I swear to God, they were all dressed like they were insurance agents. Um, you want to let all those women go at the beginning. <laughs> if you wanted somebody that could, I don't know, Some of the, at least two of them worked in marketing. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so yeah, like, it's so strange. Like, I, like, I get it. I get it. Um, some PA <laughs> had to come up with like challenges and shit, and I get it. But like this is not <laughs> let's not pretend like this is what like what he needs in a in in a date. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh <laughs> so Jess and Mia both jump at the chance to be creative director for each of their groups, and Mia wants a solo date really, really bad. Like I said, she hasn't had any dates. And just thinks she has, like, the best ideas. Those are the reasons. And the thing is, (laughs) I don't know why Mia thought she was going to run anything with Heather and her team. Heather is such a dom. Heather might as well have two big hairy balls, like, just sticking out of her pants. She is such a dom. Like, there's no fucking way. There's no way Heather was going to let you do anything. Um... And on the other team, Jess and Sam don't like Lacey's ideas because Jess and Sam are friends and Lacey also, they hate Lacey. But what happens with is that they settle on like kind of a good and evil photo shoot and where Lacey's going to be the devil, obviously, and Sam's going to be the angel. On Mia's team, Brandy M. has decided to be a man uh, in a sexy photo shoot. <laughs> Guys... Uh, it's very fun for me to watch Brandy M pretend to be a man, like a drag king. I love that. Um, I'm having a good time. It looks like Brandy M was having a good time. Was like putting great armpit hair underneath, like and 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 having a fake wiener in her in her pants and walking around, going eh. eh, eh. Like she really was having like a really fucking good time with that shit. Uh, I don't think we're playing a win, ladies. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Like fake armpit hair and a fake dick is not going to attract Brett. Like, like, okay. So when we get to the shoot, Lacey's doing a lot of directing and both Sam and Jess are like annoyed with her. She's doing too much talking, but they get it done. And the other team like peeks in on them and they think the angel and devil theme is overdone. And honestly, they're right, but we're doing it to Brett's taste and Brett is corny. Brett is... (laughs) Chugi, oh, <laughs> I like that word, but that's what he is. That's what he is. And it's like, okay, so when we watch Drag Race, which I'm really liking this season, I'm really, girl, guys, I'm really liking must be some Carrie Colby. I like her in the, I like her in the, in the, in the workroom. I really like, I am there's, I'm enjoying all of it this season. I'm having a really good time so far. But the thing is, when we watch Drag Race, what do they say? You got to make rude laugh, right? Like, and Rue's corny as fuck. Rue (laughs) Rue, Rue likes, Rue has some very specific humor. And is everything Rue thinks funny, funny? No. But if you make, but you gotta make Rue laugh, that's the name of the fucking game. And in terms of like, whether this is tacky or good or whatever, you guys know I keep saying, we need to stop saying whether things are good or bad. We just need to talk about whether we vibe with them because that's the truth. Do we like it? is really the only question like because good and bad are subjective and it just depends on who you are and in this case the it's based on what brett likes and so yeah brett likes shit like that overdone shit look look at how brett dresses he goes to elimination in the head to toe snake skin guys he's wearing a wig and a do rag, and a cowboy hat guys that's what he's wearing so, you you know, go based on that. <laughs> so, during the second team shoot, Heather is, like, again, dominating Mia, like, just slapping on her, her face with her balls. And Heather tells us that Mia's being boring, so she's not even listening to her. And it's so obvious. Like, Mia's talking, and Heather's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, no, I don't think so. Anyway, it's like, <laughs> she's just like, Mia, I don't even know why you're speaking to me. Um, and then they're like, have to select a photo, right? So of all the photos they took, have to select the photo and they cannot agree on it. Eventually they just run out of time. The picture they chose was bad, but Heather was really insistent on it. And I think it's because she thought she looked the best in that picture rather than that's the best one to choose. You know what I mean? I think she looked at all the pictures and was like, that's the one I looked the hottest in. So later we see Heather and Lacey... Um, talking, they both believe they were the creative director of the shoot of each of their shoots. And Lacey says the different teams when she's going to fight for the solo day because she doesn't think Jess did a good job. Um, listen, if anything, I'll give Lacey this. Lacey is playing the game, and she doesn't like. I feel like the others often give themselves unspoken rules for things like they don't want to go bother vet uh, brett about things they don't want to talk to him about stuff and like Heather's like this too in that like Lacey and Heather both were like no there's no rule we can't do these things and like I said during the motocross episode Heather all the other women are off to the side watching together and Heather wouldn't stand st- stood by Brett and she's just like no we're here together and I don't think that every, like, I don't think the other women quite realize that Lacey and Heather are playing a different game than they are and that instead of saying, no, we can't do that, they're like, no, we'll, I'll wait till someone tells me I can't do that. Uh, because I don't think it would occur to anybody else, even if it was, like, it's not true, right? It's not true, it's stupid. But even if it were true, I don't think it would occur to anybody else to actually go and say that. They'd be like, oh, I can't believe he didn't know he wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know that I was really doing it. That's what they'd say. But I don't think it would occur to anybody else on this cast to go over and be like, hey, Brett, um, actually, you should give me the solo date because it was me doing that work, whether it's true or not. And it was not true of Lacey. And in fact, what they're not saying is that Lacey has, if they lose, Lacey has no intention of being like, I was the creative director because then she'd be on the chopping block. So, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, what happens is they get critique from the celebrity photographer. They get their photo, like, I guess, blown up and sent to them with their concept on it. And, like, just some critique that'll help them do the presentation to Brett. Um... Jess and Lacey fight over who's going to present it. And Lacey's like, why can't I present it? And Jess is like, because I'm the creative director. And again, just to give Lacey a compliment, I have found in the world that people don't like to say no. They don't. They might be mad at you about it, but they don't like to say no. So if you just like push, you can get what you want because most people don't know how to say no to things. And you can use that to your advantage. And there are a lot of people that, that Lacey, like it didn't work this time, but there are plenty of people Lacey would have been working with and Lacey would have said, why don't I present it? And they would have been like, I mean, if you want to, and she would have been able to present it and she would have gotten away with it. I commend just, but like most people do not know, do not know how to say no about things or do not know how to speak up. And so the person that does the most talking, the person that's the boldest usually wins. Um, but she says, like, no, I'm going to present it. And Lacey, like. (sighs) Lacey starts giving her like she starts negging her. But she's disguising it as advice. She's like, well, you just make sure you don't talk too fast because you talk too fast sometimes. And like, she's doing stuff like that. And I don't know, (laughs) Sam's over it. (laughs) Sam's just like, Lacey doesn't like 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 she's trying to talk and Lacey's talking over her. And Sam's like, Could I can I finish my thought? And Lacey's like, Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. I I feel like Sam is just like I forgot Sam lasted this long. I just feel like like I don't dislike Sam. I mean I know she's got a bowl cut and she definitely looks like she doesn't smell good. That's what, that's she does, she just seems like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm i just going to stand by what I said. She looks like she doesn't smell good. But she also seems like really no nonsense on a lot of shit. And she just seems like someone who would be like, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend with you. So, for the other team, the photographer doesn't understand a photo at all. So he wrote down, that basically like, why is Brandy a man? Is she supposed to be Brett? Brett doesn't have gray hair. Like, you have to be able to explain this during the presentation. So they're trying to figure it out. And like, Heather says that Mia's suggestions are so stupid, she should sit in the corner and be quiet. I mean, that's what she tells us. She doesn't tell Mia that. She's just basically like, no, 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 I don't care, Mia. <laughs> Brandy blames Mia too, because she she says Mia let her be a man. And apparently, Brandy thinks the problem is that she doesn't look good enough as a man. Brandy, it was incredibly obvious that you wanted to, like, dress up like a man. You were loving your outfit. You were loving doing, you, I don't know. She, she gave me, like, real jackass energy and that, like, I'm gonna dress up like this person and, like, they're gonna drop, no, you know what, not jackass, um, pumped. She gave me real punked energy. Like, let me dress up like this person and, like, stand out here and see if Brett will recognize, it's, it's that type of shit. And she was really into it. So I find it interesting that, like, she now she's all like, uh, can't believe me. told me to dress up like a man and she didn't even tell me I didn't look good. And I'm like, why are you acting like if you were, like, a really hot man, Brett would have been like, ooh. Why are you just... You guys just went down the wrong road, period. Um, so the next morning, they're eating breakfast and having a conversation about Lisa's behavior. She says she's being strategic. And they ask, this, does she... Like, they basically go, does she think Brett would be appreciative of the fact that she's acting this way? And she's like, yeah, because it shows how devoted I am to him. Um, I don't... <laughs> Like Lacey's a trope on these shows, right? So we talked about the Pick Me, right? This is a Pick Me ass show, and so in theory, the Pick Me should win. Um, Heather's the Pick Me, but the Pick Me never wins because the Pick Me looks desperate. Then, like, there's an air of desperation that comes off the Pick Me. Um, she wants it too much, and then there's always the player, the game player, the one that's like playing the strategic, they're on Survivor. But at the end of the day, people really, really like, applaud you on shows like that by playing the game strategically. They don't do that on games that are supposed, on shows that are supposed to be about love, right? We, you and I both know it's not about love. You and I both know that production is making a show and Brett is getting TV time. We all know that. But if love is on the plate, the audience doesn't like it when you act like that, when you're the player. And, you know, players usually don't have a very good ending in the end, you know? Anyway. Um, so Lacey and Jess start talking about how the shoot went. Jess says that Lacey talks down to everyone. Lacey says that Jess, all Jess did was makeup and hair. Lacey says that she was the person who put them in position talked to the photographer about the angles and she picked the picture. And then she says, if she were, I her voice, so you hear the voice, if she is, this was the apprentice, she'd be fired, but we don't see her say it. Like we don't, we don't see her lips move and say it. So I think it might've been said somewhere else and added here. I mean, that's normally how these, how this shit goes. But basically Lacey is being like incredibly, I don't know, aggressive. Um, she's being, she's, she's saying stuff that most people don't say in conversations and again, she's playing the game. Um, I keep comparing her to Kenya Moore. This is exactly some Kenya Moore stuff that like, I'm literally in this conversation with you and you are saying wild shit to me. You're looking me in my eye and saying wild shit and just be like, Oh, Oh, okay. So you think that? Well, I, you know what? I think you're a makeup artist, and all you did was my makeup. And you didn't do anything else. I picked a picture. I don't know. I don't even know why you're still here because you'd be fired. <laughs> like, this isn't how people talk to each other. And you have to be a special type of person to be able to like do that without getting angry or without flipping a table. You have to be to be like pretty calm. But in this conflict conversation, where I don't know, it, it's it's a it's a skill. It's a skill set that's only, I think is really only useful in reality TV because in real life, people hit you. So like, <laughs> people hit you, people walk away from you. Like it, they, they don't, like in real life, people don't just stand next to each other and go back and forth like this with one person saying like really outrageous, mean things about you. And I'm not saying, at this point, she wasn't saying super mean stuff, but just stuff that was like, that's absolutely not true. You're, you're basically calling me a liar and like, incompetent and and you're just saying it like I don't know you're just incompetent like that's not how people talk to each other in real life without hitting each other that's just not how it works um so just tell Sam that Lacey is saying they didn't do any of the work and Sam is like oh hell no cuz I don't know where Sam was I don't know she was pooping she was doing something and Sam runs over there can confront Lacey she says that Lacey wouldn't let anyone talk because she and that she's a fucking idiot And then Sam says, (laughs) she says in the confessional with this bright fucking smile, Lacey's a nasty, mean, dumb, bleep, bitch girl right now. And I guess she said cunt, right? I'm sure that's what she said. Um, I can't imagine anything else. If you guys are watching this on um, a show that doesn't have, like on a streaming service that doesn't have bleeps and everything, tell me what she said. Uh, I feel like cunt makes the most sense there, but it could be something else. She's just like... Yeah, Lacey's a nasty, mean, dumb, bleep, bitch girl. <laughs> <Right there. sighs> so, Brett shows up at the house um, pretending like he just got back from a studio or some work of some sort. I don't know. And they show him, it's time to do the presentations. Mia's group goes first. Oh, the celebrity photographer comes too. Brett claims that he thought when Mia's group went up that he thought Brandy in the picture was an actual man. I don't know why he said that. That's a lie, obviously. They start to give their presentation and Mia stumbles a lie. And Brett's only nice thing to say is that there are nice colors in the photo. <laughs> he says that the hottest thing in the shot is the car. And he doesn't understand why they didn't use Brandy and Heather better. Um, Jess's group goes next. Brett likes it. He likes it so much. He howls and growls in the confessional um i he honestly just likes the fact that that lacy's kind of straddling sam and like yanking on some pearls that are around sam's neck in the photo basically he's saying if he saw this thumbnail on pornhub he would click it that's essentially what he's saying there um <laughs> uh, the only really critique he says in certain parts of the country a, it's like super sexy and it's like, you know, y and, and in certain parts of the country that that cover might not even see the shelf. And he's right. Um, but in the end, he chooses Jess's team. So, oh, by the way, the ladies are running out of clothes. <laughs> I've been to this about Jess. They're running out of fucking clothes. But Lacey is wearing a black and white dress that is absolutely, um I need to go to a church service. <laughs> Somebody I know is getting baptized. So let me come on to this church service. Let me just wear this dress. Uh Perhaps add a hat to it, depending on where in the country you are. I mean, if you're in the South and you're with black people, you're going to add a hat to it. But <laughs> if you're in- It's a very, she looks like a pilgrim. She looks like a fucking pilgrim. I'm like, who, why would you be wearing this dress? (laughs) Um, After the judging, though, Lacey chases Brett down and claims that she's like, I was the creative director and not Jess. Brett says that Lacey knows how to fight for her man. And Lacey says she promised she's not really crazy. I promise I'm not really crazy with these really scary eyes that do not help her make the point. I'm... Sure, she was joking. I'm sure also production was like, Yes, got her saying she's not crazy with really big, crazy eyes. Got it. <sighs> um, do I think Lacey's crazy? No, I don't think Lacey's crazy, but I've said this before, I'm gonna say this again. I said this about Farah on Teen Mom, I say this about Kenya Moore, I say this about anybody, I say this about Spencer from the fucking Hills who's got this revival where everyone's like, I love Spencer cause he's telling the truth. Yeah, man, like telling the truth isn't like a really hard thing to do. I do appreciate people that just are really straightforward about things, but he's not a good person. You cannot be a good person who will go on TV and pretend to be a bad person under your own name, you cannot. Because one of the things I really hate about reality TV is how like the participants will be like, that was fake, I can't believe you guys believe that. What do you mean can't believe we believed it? you got on TV and said it was true? Why, why are you mad at me? You said it was true, you went on TV for multiple episodes and said this was true and now you're mad at me because I thought it was true? You got the game all fucked up. Anyway, I just do not believe a person that'll go on TV and portray themselves as a bad person. I, I previously I said I don't think they're a good person. That could be wrong about that. I don't think. I think something's wrong with them. I think you got to keep your good eye on that fucker. I think because it's just not a thing that somebody who's got all the French fries and the Happy Meal will say. It seems like you got a few fries. You're a few fries short of a Happy Meal. I'm just saying. That's all. I got my good eye on you. If you're willing to do something like that, uh, something else might be happening there. And that's <laughs> that's just how I feel. I got my good eye on you. Um, but do I think Lacey's crazy? No, I don't think Lacey's crazy. One, I don't I don't think that's like useful terminology to be like, lazy is crazy. I don't think that's useful. Right. Cause it's, 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 it's not accurate or specific, but I'm sure she's got, she's got fucking issues. We all do. But do I think she is somebody that I would like to be on a show with either as a fellow contestant or as someone I'm trying to choose to like, get it. Like, this isn't even a, this isn't even the bachelor, right? Don't, guys, I never watched that show, but don't they like try to get you married before you get off the fucking show? Isn't that (laughs) what? This isn't even like, we're definitely going to get married. It's more like, what a chance to go on dates with me. (laughs) That's what it is. And we're already going on dates, so what the fuck? I don't know. I I wouldn't want her out of the pool, people. I just feel like something's wrong with her. I don't know what it is. I don't, something ain't right. I got my good eye on her. My good eye is tired. I'm tired of looking at her. Get her out of here. That's what I would say. Um. So when Lacey comes back to the others who are like sitting down smoking, Jess asks, did Lacey go in there and say she did everything to Brett? And Lacey's like, no, I wasn't dissing on you. No. And Jess obviously doesn't believe her for good reason because she's a liar. Like that's another thing. It's, what it is, it's not that I think that like... I don't know. It's not that I think that you like got some undiagnosed mental illness. I'm not saying that if you're a person that'll go on TV and do stuff like that, you're not authentic. And that's like a fancy way of me just calling you a liar. Like, I don't like people who don't, who I don't know what to expect from. That's why I'm scared of 50 Cent, guys. 50 like, I don't think that he like murders people. I just think that he like, you don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. You have no idea. He'd come in there and be so nice to you and shake your hand and buy you a drink. Or he could like seek out your mother and make a sex tape with her. It, you do not fucking know. And th- this is why I would have a hard time being around Lacey. I'm, like, I bet during downtimes when they're not filming and stuff, when they're just like sitting in cars waiting to go or eating or whatever, she's just like, fine. But then as soon as the camera goes on, you don't know what she's gonna do. And I don't want to be around people like that. I don't like that. Um, But like Jess is right not to believe her. She's a liar and she's not authentic in any way, shape or form. Um, So she goes talk to Brett and she basically asks, like I was surprised. I thought she was going there and be like, hey, um, you know, Lacey's been going around saying that she was a creative director and she was doing all this stuff. That's not actually true. You can ask Sam about that. Um, It just seems like Lacey wants to say whatever she can to get Whatever she can, and um, that's actually really frustrating to have to be in the house with her when she's. De- that's the way I started off with, but it's more like just goes in there and is like, you know, asking Brett why he keeps her around, and he's like, um, there's something about her, and then he tells her to dress warm and sexy and to have a layer of sex for her date. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> So Brett goes down, goes on a date with Sam and Lacey because remember their team won and the models get a double date. And they have a convertible Bentley out there and they do rock, paper, scissors to Sam. And Sam wins so she gets to be in the front seat. And Lacey has to sit in the back seat and be annoying back there. And they go to Neptune's net, which as soon as I saw it, I was like, mm, I think Jack's proposed to Brittany there, which I hate that I fucking know. But I'm pretty sure he proposed to Brittany there. And I remember because they almost got attacked by seagulls while he was trying to do it. (laughs) Neptune Nets is kind of like an outdoor, it's, it looks like it's mostly outdoor seating, seafood spot near the coast. Um, There's a lot of places like that in Virginia Beach. I actually didn't go to any of them because it's cold as fuck, but like... When I went to go see my parents, I definitely got to go to Wawa. Guys, Wawa is there are lots of places I like to go that remind me of a time and place I used to be in. And going to Wawa and ordering my sandwich and getting sweet peach tea and a and a um king size Kit Kat. I think they call it sharing size now because they're trying to be all like Wellness. Don't eat so much. Whatever. <laughs> but it reminds me when I used to be a bartender and my husband used to work nights, and I would get off work, and Wawa would pretty much be the only place I can get something. I order my sandwich. It'd be all hot and delicious, and you can just order it on the screen. And you don't have to talk to anybody. You pick up your sandwich, and you get your sweet peach tea, and your king size Kit Kat, and you go home and play video games with your dog. That's like. what I used to do after work. And so I definitely went and got, so I went there. I did not get to go to Harpoon Larry's, which is like, Harpoon Larry's is not an outdoor seating kind of like, it's not a a Neptune net or whatever. Is it Neptune net or Neptune net? Let me look at this again. Uh, Neptune's net. That's what it's called. Um, but Harpoon Larry's is my favorite place to eat on the beach. Um, it's, it's not even on the beach, but it's like at the literal beach. There are two parallel streets. One's called Atlantic. One's called Pacific. I don't remember which one's closer. Like I don't which I don't know which one actually goes down the beach. They're the drags where people are driving back and forth, where all the bars are and shit, and all the hotels are. And uh, Harpoon Larry's is not on the street closest to the beach the other one and I love it (laughs) Their um hush puppies are so fucking delicious and fucking fresh I love it love it love it and I had so many memories going there um so I didn't get to go there but uh I did get to go we ate some crabs um I went to the twisted crab which is in Chesapeake um I had some catfish catfish was great uh I don't know. They, we eat a lot of seafood out there. So for obvious reasons, all the ports and shit. I, I think my kids were like, really, I don't know, like seeing a lot of things through their eyes that are just normal for me. Like one, they were kind of like freaked out that everybody was in uniform. I was like, oh, yeah, they are in their fucking. Uni-. I was like, because because they're in their uniforms, guys, they, they wear those. And they're like, where are they going? I was like, wherever, like work, not work. I don't know, there there are a lot of uniforms here. There will will be lots of different kinds of uniforms here. And things like we were on the, fuck, I forgot the name of it. It's just a very long, it's a a bridge tunnel. um, Because they have a lot of bridges and tunnels, and this one is a bridge and a tunnel. And it's very long, and I can't remember the name, it just left my head. And I'm not going to look it up. And, like, you're just in the middle of the fucking water, and they're like, oh, look at all this water, look at that boat over there, look at... (laughs) (laughs) We went through the Portsmouth uh, Tunnel, which is like, I don't know, (laughs) I used to have to go through the Portsmouth Tunnel all the fucking time. And like, I've been hospitalized at uh, Portsmouth Naval Hospital more than once. And uh, like, I used to have to go through that fucking tunnel all the fucking time. And the kids were like, oh my God, look at this tunnel. What is this? I'm like, girl, it's one of the most annoying ways to get anywhere. But we had to stop because the fucking Berkeley Bridge was up because a ship was going through it. And they're like, they're, I don't know. They, everything was just like really exciting to them. They're like, look at this. Look at that. What's that? Oh, I'm like, yeah, guys, it's fucking water. <laughs> it's water. Just calm down. It's water. <laughs> um, but I don't know. They were born in Waco and Austin. So not really used to all that. Um. I'm not really used to, like, my kids love seafood, but they're not used to, like, let's go get these fucking crabs real quick. (laughs) But, I mean, they had a good time. Anyway, Neptune's Net. Uh, It is a type of place that someone will be like, hey, let's go to Neptune's Net. And I'd be like, one, I don't know why we're eating outside. It feels like we're pretending to be homeless. And two, I don't want to share food with seagulls. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be attacked by these fucking birds that have been, like, socialize because they because you guys all eat out here to like fuck with you there's a chewies on um research let's see other fucking tree i don't know i don't need to be telling y'all exactly where i'd be at anyway but there's a chewies that i like to go in on the uh i would call this north austin um austin creeps north further and further north uh, all the time but i would call this north austin and Although there are some people that would call it more central Austin. Anyway, it's the north side of Austin. There's a Chewie's over there. And uh, if you eat outside, (laughs) there are just a group of birds that were born and raised there that have been socialized to not be fucking scared of people because they're like, there is food out in these hills. (laughs) And they will just... Eat with you. They don't give a fuck. They will just like literally come over to your table and just like sit with you and just like eat off your plate. They don't care. And Neptune's Net is exactly the type of place in like Hampton Roads that, that, that people are like, let's go eat at Neptune's Net. And I'm like, no, because the fucking seagull's not gonna put in. They're just gonna eat my food. <laughs> and they've been socialized to not be fucking scared. They ain't never scared. They will just sit at the fucking table with you and for, like tuck a napkin in to their sh- non-existent collars and just be like what's for dinner that's what it seems like i don't know what the fuck am i talking about oh neptune's net that's where jacks proposed to Brittany. like a uh, bunch of seagulls were about to jump them and, but it's also been on a lot of stuff it's, it's been in um when i had to look this up it's been on point break which i need to re-watch it's been on a lot of fucking movies um, I probably cause they'll let anybody film there. I used to work at a place that people always wanted to fucking film and they wouldn't, we wouldn't let them. Um, and so sometimes when you see like these, I mean the thing is once they film there, people want to go there. Cause I, cause I know that once Jack's proposed to Brittany there, they were all like, let's go, let's, let's go to Neptune's net. Like it became like a stop on the Vanderpump Rules tour. Um, but it's it was in Fast and the Furious, it was in Iron Man 3, it was on the hills, like the people film here. Anyway, at the day, Lacey and Sam would end up talking about the shoot, and I don't know why this would be attractive. I don't know for me, this would be incredibly unattractive that I had to listen to you guys argue about what happened at the shoot and and whether so and so's nice and whether or not and like I, I I've said this before on these shows. I don't understand why when we finally get some time to like have some one-on-one stuff, you want to talk to me about other people in the house. Because I would be like, who the fuck gives a fuck about them? Tell me about you. You know? Do you guys hear that in the background? (laughs) The girls are up and they're doing their dog stuff so you might hear dog noises in the back. I feel like Kara. Kara's always babysitting a dog and I'm always texting her like, who is that dog I heard in the background? What's that dog's name? <laughs> anyway, I, uh, this is a, a strange opportunity where you only get like 10, 15 fucking minutes with me and we don't know each other and stuff. And you want to spend the whole time telling me how so-and-so doesn't love me enough. It's weird to me. I, w- I would be, I don't know. I, but also I have a lot of kids. And so I deal with shit like that all the time where people definitely want to talk to me about what somebody else is doing or saying. And I'm like, Girl, I ain't worried about that. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but Lacey has to go to the bathroom. So she leaves. And Sam, who's sitting across from Brett, actually gets up and goes and sits next to Brett. And is basically saying, listen, she's bullshit. She's manipulative. She admitted that to us. She's a backstabber. She's going to kill you in your fucking sleep, bitch. And at one point, Sam's like, why would you trust that? What? Look at me, Brett! <laughs> Like Sam, serious, and I actually like that. Like I like that she wasn't like pulling her punches because a lot of people would. Um, if we're gonna have to talk about other people on this date, then 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 let's be straightforward about it. So as they leave the restaurant, Jess shows up. Uh, the ladies get driven back in the car. Jess shows up in, and Jess and Brett leave on a motorcycle, and Jess looks really happy in the confessional as she describes riding. Behind Brett, and having her arms around him and the hair going, like, do I think? Do I think Jess was really excited? Yeah, like I don't necessarily think that Jess was like incredibly attracted to Brett. I don't think so. But like we keep saying, you're in this house with these other women. All you talk about is Brett. All the only time you get to leave is when you see with Brett. Like it can feel like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm a little Brett and. Like I want, I don't know. Like I, I think she had a good time. I think like riding on the back of the bike and going to a beach cove, which I was like, "What the fuck is a cove? Do I not know what a cove? Is? I had to look it up." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I know what a cove is. I just don't call it that." <laughs> and, and, like she's and, like, I, I think that's fun, and I also think she enjoys beating out Lacey. I think. That is fun for her. I think that she's like really excited that Lacey seems disappointed and she's going on. Like, I think, so yeah, I is she excited? Yeah. I don't know if she's like, you know, I don't know if she's, her, Brett floods her basement. I don't know if that happens, but I think she is excited to go do this. Um Yeah, I think she, I think she thinks it's cool. The bike's cool. I think she's, Yeah. So again, we're not really hearing Jess and Brett's conversation. What they're doing is they're doing music and a voiceover over their conversation, which is different than the way they show him with other women. Right? So with other women, we see what we actually hear the conversation and for the most part, and they'll give us the music video treatment with Jess and Brett a lot. Um, I and I think they're doing that on purpose. I think that's an editing thing. I think they want us to think that their conversations are, are deeper than they are. I their conversations are probably pretty surface. Uh we do get a snippet of Jess being like, you know, she's super confident in who she is and Brett being like that's really attractive to me. I I think that if we hurt their entire conversations, it would be harder for them later to give us the edit of like Jess is the one. I I just think this is the editing thing. And like, kudos on the editors. First of all, it worked on me the first time. I was like, oh, I get, I see they're really in love. <laughs> but secondly, it is the if we got to the end of this and I did not like the winner, they did a bad edit job. I say this with RuPaul's Drag Race all the time. If we get to the end and you do not have me believing that the person that won should have fucking won, then that's an editing issue. Because... You have all the, you, you're fucking God in the bay, in the editing bay. So you could absolutely nip and tuck and reposition. And so that you're telling me a story that gets me to a place I emotionally need to be for this to work out for me. Um, so I understand it. I'm just saying that as I'm doing this second look back, I'm seeing it more than I saw it the first time. Um you know uh they see some dolphins in the ocean they look like sharks to me babe (laughs) so don't go by me though just i just again i want to remind you the ocean is alive and it's full of things that want to kill you (laughs) (laughs) get off the fucking beach (laughs) so back in the house heather and brandy decide to take sexy photos because Brett basically said, why on earth would you guys put dirt on your face? That's another thing. They did not makeup that was dirt on their faces and pretend to be a man and make this dumb album cover. And here's the thing. They don't ask me in the joint. In fact, when she offers to take the pictures from them, they're like, nah, uh, no, bitch, you're bad luck. And <laughs> like these are like really sexy photos that... Like, Brandy M. did not get the, like, super sexy edit in this uh, show, even though she's literally being called Blowjob Brandy or BB throughout the whole thing. Uh, But, you know, it's the same thing that Heather was doing, like, with her top off, taking pictures. The first time when she was taking those pictures with the rock fingers on her nipples and stuff like that. Like, uh, Brandy's taking topless pictures. and she, She doesn't get a sexy edit, but these are very sexy pictures. Um... Lacey says that she got home from the date and she, and she sees that Brandy and Lacey, Brandy and Heather are taking semi pornographic pictures of each other. And I guess that's what's happened when you leave two strippers home alone together. And it, it's, 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 it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, the structure of the joke is funny, not necessarily the joke. But I think it's important to talk about this because this is the first time Lacey, the first time in my recollection that Lacey says something negative about Heather. Lacey and Heather are very close and it's because they have the same objective. They want to play the game the same way. Although Lacey gets more of the bad rep than Heather does. Um, And I honestly think that the reason is Heather seems incredibly attracted to Brett. Like I told you guys before. If at the end of this show someone told me that Heather and Brett actually knew each other from Pittsburgh, I'd be like, that tracks. She she's they seem very they she seems like exactly the type of girl that Brett would meet and date. Like so that takes a little bit of the the grossness off of some of the stuff. I mean the stuff she does is gross. But Lacey does not seem like that. Um, the attraction, the connection doesn't seem to be there. So then it really seems are all artifice, but so they play the game the same way. They've been allies from the beginning, but obviously only one can win. Obviously, as we get down to less people, they have to turn on each other. And so notably, this is the first time I remember Lacey saying something bad about Heather. And so that's interesting to me. Um, so Heather decides to tape the Polaroids right to Brett's door, and he sees them when he gets back and he thinks they are super sexy and hot. And he's talking to Heather about how hot they are and everything. And then Mia kind of comes up behind him and slaps him on the butt. And the mood changes. The The music actually is like, rah, rah, like downer. <laughs> like Brett does not want anything fucking to do with Mia. Um, she's like, I want five minutes with you. And he, he basically doesn't give her any minutes because he's, In the confessional in the talking head he tells us that that like she probably only wants to talk to him because it's elimination night and where was she before and i'm like i don't know you don't actually sleep there brett so like i don't did she have time to talk to you before like what do you mean um he tells her they're gonna eat a dinner uh they're gonna eat a family dinner actually he doesn't say that he said we're gonna eat dinner all together Brandy M. says they eat a family dinner, which is strange to me. You know, I got a family and we don't fuck each other. (laughs) We don't do that. Like, and he's calling the sexy six. Like, can you guys imagine if I was to my five-year-old? Like, hey, come here, sexy. Like, that's not that's not usually how family works. In fact, if you guys ever heard me say something like that, you should report me to somebody. Just get someone to come in and check on me just to make sure I'm not doing something. I don't I just don't, like, this is very weird to me. He keeps calling me the sexy sex. And I'm like, so when Brandy says a family style, I'm like, like she says a family member. She doesn't say family style. But what I'm thinking is like, is she saying family dinner because it's like you guys are eating family style? It just doesn't apply to you guys in any way, shape or form. One, most of y'all don't like each other. Two, y'all don't know each other. Three, some of y'all are fucking. So, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> so at dinner, Lacey's talking about how, what why she doesn't eat meat and Brandy like just gets up and leaves the table. And she says she's tired of Lacey talking. She feels like she's fake, like with the animal rights stuff. She feels like she's like a fake person. And she goes to lay down in the bedroom saying she has a headache, that basically is what she says. And Brett goes to find her. And by the time Brandy gets there, by the time Brett gets there, she's she's tearing up. She's got, like, like a single tear coming down each side of her face. And she's basically saying she's just tired of Lacey and she's scared she's going to attack Lacey and hurt her. She says that when she attacks, she doesn't know what she's doing. I was like, oh, are we going to explore that? <laughs> I mean, but Brett takes it as, like, listen, people fucking hate Lacey. Yeah, they do. So then Big John shows up. As the table says, it's time for elimination. And there will be no one on one. The dinner was it, which makes Mia go, "Okay, that strikes three for me. One, we lost really badly, and the other women in my group blame me. Two, I tried to talk to Brett, and he wouldn't even talk to me, and was like, basically, like, you're bringing down, you're like, I'm having a good time looking at Heather and these pictures, and you're bringing me down, bitch. And three, there's no one on one. So." It's elimination time, and Brett is wearing snakeskin from head to toe. Uh, again, he does. This man doesn't vibe with good things, guys. Don't uh, you gotta you gotta cater to that? Uh, you gotta cater to a man who'll who'll wearing snakeskin from head to toe. Um. So first to get a passage, yes, he says that he was almost positive she was going home early at first, and it's surprising she's doing so well. Um, next is Heather, who he says is the opposite of Jess because they had an instant connection. He gives the third to Sam, who he says had a good connection. Then it was Rocky and then she's emotional, wanted to go home, but he's happy that she's here. So those are the first three people to get their pass. And when it comes down to it, it's Mia and Lacey, um, for the last pass and Mia goes home. He says he doesn't have a connection with Mia and everything she's done is too little too late. In her exit interview, Mia is crying. is she the first person that was that was crying in the exit? I mean, people have been pissed. Dallas was pissed. Uh, I think the woman who was saying the N-word is pissed. Um she the first one that's like she's in tears. Uh she says that Lacey's the most evil person she's ever met. Same. And she also says, well, no, Tamara Barney is the most evil person I've ever seen on TV uh, with Reza falling closely behind. And she also says that he should bring those girls home to his family so they can see Lacey or Mia, Heather or Mia, see which one you want. And that's it. I mean, next week is... Uh, we're down to five. So it's time to separate the women from Lacey and Heather. And so... <laughs> So we're gonna see what happens. Um, I'm tired, guys. I, I, you know, I like I talk a lot of shit about Bridgerton, the Netflix series, because um, I can. I Bridgerton is very Shonda, right? And first, we're gonna have an interracial relationship. Uh, we're gonna explain away the fact that there are these black people in this historical story that black people would not be in and not in this way. I'll live with it. I'm fine with it as long as you don't mention a real person. If you mention a real person and set this in a real time period, I get really mad. But I, as I got through it, they didn't mention any. So I it was fine. I didn't love it. It was fine. But I've been reading the books and I really like the books. Um, it takes me back to like my early high school days when I was like a Harlequin romance type motherfucker. Girl, I've read so many of those fucking books. I've read so many of them. I love them. I lo- You know what I love about them? Is they hit a structure there there is a very clear story and plot structure and i love that one and i haven't read them in a really long time but i'm liking the Bridgerton novels so i am going to lie i'm going to take the girls out the ladies out to go out and do their business and then i'm going to lay down and finish and finish reading a Bridgerton novel and then I'm going to see the back of my fucking eyelids. As for you guys, I will see you guys next week. Until then, later.